I use Sergey's part. He brought it down. We'll fill a pop culture holes. He's very pleased with me. Like, this is the first time around. This time it's another film for the era when we weren't alive. And our grandparents were just. Well, my grandparent wasn't a baby. Is your grandparent a baby? Uh, my granddad, at least. No, actually, both my grandfathers. Because uh, I know one grandfather fought in World War II, so he had been old enough to. Uh, to be an adult while this movie was out, because it's 1931, and I think mm. the other one, because yeah, considering he like helped with the war program, like the missile program in like the 1940s, uh, yeah, no, yeah, both those guys, <laughs> they they were, I don't know, they probably weren't old, but they were definitely, they could have bought a ticket to see this movie probably. Um, we are talking about the 1931 Marx Brothers hits Honky Business. Monkey Business. Uh, which actually, there is another movie called Monkey Business from like 1952, so you have to be a little bit careful when talking about this. Mm, but, yeah. Skipping over their second movie because I had seen it. And I was I got sick and tired of waiting for you to get around to it. Oh, really? What? Marx Brothers? Yeah. I didn't realize you're chomping at the bit to see more tra- uh, Marx Brothers. I'm always chomping at the really? bit. Really? I don't know. Because, like, what the, f- the. We've done what? Like, we've. Okay, so we've got this, like, Paramount Movies box set, Blu ray box set. It's got the Coconuts and Animal Crackers, which we've done. Uh, and We've monkey all, business. Well, we haven't. What's that? We haven't done animal crackers. We only done. We only done coconuts. Wait, this is only the second one we've done. Get Correct. the fuck out of here! <laughs> what? And I, yeah, we've only done the one. Cause it feels like we've done two movies and they were both eight hours long. What? You gotta be no. Wait, I gotta fucking Google this shit. Tardy. You th- I, I'm, party. I'm pretty sure I remember Bill. We've only done one Marx Brothers episode. That's... Because, I mean, if you stick a gun to my head right now and ask me what Animal Crackers is about, I would not be able to... Well, I think, again, it's not like I remember what Coconuts is about, except it was... Motherfucker, you're right! <laughs> of course I'm right. So why do you... So you, you've seen that one before and it's terrible? Animal Crackers? No, I didn't say it was terrible. Then why would you skip to this one? Because I've seen that one before, <laughs> well, then you and so I said, can't pick it. I didn't know that. You can say, hey, Bill, I want to do Marx Brothers, but I've already seen the next one, so you choose it. <laughs> That's fine. We can gank the system. It's our own system. We plus, can make the shit up. I, if I, Trump I can could. get into office, we you, I, we could have lied about animal crackers. I I couldn't. I could not, for the life of me, figure out another movie I wanted to watch. So it's just That's like, fine. I'm just watch the Marx Brothers because I know at least I'll find them entertaining. Yeah, you know, it's. I mean, I hate to. It sounds like I'm shit talking the Marx Brothers, but. Coconuts was pretty slow, especially for a movie that was only like 90 minutes long. It did feel like 12 hours. Well, yeah, they shoved, they tried to shove a bunch of plot into it. Talkies yeah. were new at the time. And I do have to admit, Monkey Business, which I guess is their third Hollywood... Well, to actually, technically, it's their first Hollywood picture because the first one shot in Hollywood. But, you know, it's their first, like, big, big movie production. Or, no, wait, mm-hmm. it's their third mo- big movie production. But the first one shot in Hollywood. Shut up, Bill. But, like, this You'll one feels more like what I thought the Marx Brothers would be with Coconuts. Mm. It's a little snappier paced. It's a little... I mean, not, not that there's much yeah, plot in it or anything like that, but it, it's, it's more like it's the Looney missing... Tunes cartoon you're expecting, yeah. Yeah, it's still missing a little bit of their, their special stuff, but... What is their special... It's just, like, more... Well, like, like the, the, uh, they've got one in this movie, but it's not the same one. The prim and proper lady they're always picking on. Yeah, uh, you had me listen to the commentary, and they point out that the, oh god, what's her face? She was, she was in Coconuts, and she was in, she ends up in uh, some of their other films, but for some reason the producers. She's in, I think, seven of their movies. Yeah, she's essentially the big, tall, not, you don't want to say ugly looking, but she is kind of like, matriarchal. Yeah, exactly. She's the one who, 
when in every movie when Groucho Marx gets all snotty with yeah, like a seven foot tall matriarchal lady who's like, <laughs> oh my, Groucho Marx. He's all like, mm. that's the same lady, except in this one, I guess the producers were like, she's not hot enough. So we need to get a hot blonde lady to do that. But they still well, they made him. They made a mistake. <laughs> I know, because it's like, mm. well, that's funny, because there is one scene where like almost that lady, the old lady shows up again, but it's like her doppelganger. Like, mm -hmm. where there's, like, a tall, older, matriarchal lady being like, Well, I never! But she only shows up for, like, she doesn't have any repartee with Groucho. She just kind of, like, is standing on the boat deck for one moment while Groucho stands up and farts and walks away, and that's it. So it's, like, literally, like, five <laughs> seconds. But, um, yeah. but yeah, Animal... No, not Animal Crap. Fucking... All these animal names in their fucking movies throwing me off. It's monkey Monkey business. business. They're on just a boat. The, a barrel of monkeys. Did you ever see... Man, fucking... Uh, not Susan Lucci, Stanley Tucci. Uh, Stanley Tucci, like, uh, 15 yeah. years ago, like 2000 or so, he made... I, and right, I didn't really, that didn't even occur to me until this moment. He made a comedy that was supposed to be... It was like a 1930s wacky comedy. It took place in the 30s. And it took place on a boat, and I didn't realize it must be riffing off kind of this movie specifically, at least even just for, like, kind of the boat setting. I forgot what the yeah, fuck Yeah, you mentioned that one... Other time, but I can't. Remember. Yeah, and then I, I, I think may have been just during our first Marsh Brothers movie when we were talking about like movies we'd seen that had been inspired by the Marsh Brothers. But Stanley Tucci. Anyway, go ahead, you talk. I talk now, you, so um, it's your turn. I love the. I still love the Marsh Brothers. Oh, that's good because he makes that joke in the movie because he says it's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. Okay, shut up. Bill. <laughs> it's um. <laughs> okay. This is this is also they haven't. There's they're refining. They're more refined than they were in coconuts, but they're still not peak Marx Brothers yet. Okay, I'm glad to see they even get better. Okay, the Imposters from 1998, which is actually 20 years old, so we could watch that no, this year in time okay. for its anniversary. Anniversary? Mm -hmm. Oh, I need some caffeine. It's anniversary. Yeah, it's Oliver Platt. <laughs> Kids come running for the great taste of Platt and uh, mm. Stanley Tucci, and yeah, it's all just like 1930s hijinks on a boat. Um, the imposters. Yeah, it's uh, their twentieth anniversary is this October. Okay. Anyway, well, we'll keep that in mind. Um. So, so you on the the, the last one, you enjoyed the bits with the Marx Brothers. <laughs> thought the, but it thought it was very slow. Did you go back and like uh, take notes about what like we thought about? I I re I re listened to the episode just. Oh really? To okay. See. Yeah. Um. And I, I mostly agreed with you on that. Okay. Uh, it's, I, it's nice with the Marx Brothers that they use mostly all new material. Because if you go back and watch like a couple Abbott and Costello movies, yeah. they'll use the same shit in se several movies over and over again. It can be hard to tell which Marx Brothers, or not, at which Abbott and Costello movie you're watching because it's the remixing material again and again and again. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But I like the Marx Brothers because they're always doing they're always doing new shit. Well, and according to the commentary that you made me listen to at gunpoint, uh, I'm, I fucking died. <laughs> I just think it's funny. This is like because usually I'm the commentary guy, so it's just funny. This is like the one time we were like, "Hey, Bill, there's a commentary on a commentary on this disc. You should listen to." It. Um, they, they they do point out this was. Uh, the first movie that they had had to write from scratch, because I guess both Coconuts and Animal Crackers were based off of, you know, their pre-existing stage shows, which is how they got yeah. popular. They came up through vaudeville. And so, yeah, they had to, <laughs> they had to kind of come up with brand new material. And I guess they hired two writers, 
but the two writers were just not enough because they needed so many goddamn gags and they wound up like hiring like 12 <laughs> different people to just come up with shtick for this movie because that's at least from what I've seen from these two Marx Brothers movies that we've watched so far Marx Brothers movie is 99.9% shtick yeah. and like 1% plot but yeah yeah which is kind of how I like my comedies yeah you know, the funny thing, too, is I actually like the part in this movie where there's absolutely no plot the best. Like, the first mm -hmm. half? Like, when yeah. the gangster subplot kicks in, that's when I kind of lose interest a little bit. Because I'm not, like... Yeah. Like, whenever yeah, straight men show up, it gets less interesting. It's great when the, 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 the brothers are just by themselves, like, doing crazy shit. But when you have another person who's not the Marx brother showing up and talking extensively... Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Duck's... A duck soup works because it's there's a, pretty much almost always a Marx brother on screen doing shit. Yeah, that's yeah. We're, we're inevitably gonna dude, have to watch that. Yeah, some dude and his his wife being like, "You don't let me go out anymore. Is... Shut up, you." <laughs> <laughs> Is duck soup the one where it's all Fredonia? And all that's yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. I've seen bits and pieces of that. Maybe we should just uh, if we if we skipped animal crackers, maybe we could just skip horse feathers and just go straight yeah, to duck soup. I don't care. Yeah. Or those horse, fe horse feathers, I'm assuming, for just from the title, does it take place, like, at the track? I can't remember, because they have a day at the races. Oh, really? definitely a track movie. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, I guess there's also Night in the Opera, but that's not part of this uh, Blu-ray set, but... Anyway, yeah, but yeah. That fun and that's one of those things, because I was even watching this movie, I'm like, this is, like, a good... I mean, Bugs Bunny was kind of invented in the early 30s, and I'm kind of wondering how much Groucho Marx... Uh, was influential uh, to the creation of Bugs Bunny, because I think part of the reason why I have such a bad reaction to especially this early Marx Brothers stuff is because as someone who grew up with the Looney Tunes stuff, like, especially Bugs Bunny, he's so much like a Groucho character, but he's so much, because it's cartoons, it's so much faster well, and to the point. He also, he, uh, Bugs Bunny even does the Groucho walk a lot. Well, exactly, yeah. And it's a little unfair for me to go back after 40 years of being trained to enjoy this kind of comedy at a cartoon speed, seeing, like, the, the fetal gestational live-action version of that is a little bit unfair to the Marsh Brothers because, you know, they influence the stuff that I grew up with and this moves much faster, but it's kind of interesting to see where a lot of that kind of humor came from. And this is such a very specific, huge source of that humor, too. Um, Did you laugh in the movie? Marsh Brothers? Yeah. Yeah, a couple times. Okay. Yeah. Because that's that's uh, there's there'll be comedies we'll watch and I'll be like, it's it it's is not just a laugh. like you're just like it's, it's grim. Not, <laughs> well, no, it's not like a laugh movie. You think it, it's one of those things like when you're surfing the internet, no. you think, oh, that's that's funny, it's, but you don't go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got more personality than like yeah, like that make you out. You know, I can't like that's the thing. I should have even written down like specific jokes I laughed at, but there are a couple bits in here I thought was just. I, yeah, yeah, I wrote down some. Uh, my only notes was like I think literally the only note I took was. Uh, there's something about how balls out wall-eyed Groucho is that always makes me laugh, and even if he's not doing anything particularly hilarious. And especially yeah. in this movie, I don't know if the camera technology got better than Coconuts, I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised, but he's oh, even more just like... <laughs> if you compare to Coconuts, the transfer on this is amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful, and you can really see his eye shooting off in 15 oh. different directions, and his curly hair, and just like, he looks like the Looney Tunes caricature of himself in this movie. Um, yeah, I mean, hmm. compared to, uh, 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 Coconut, which we did last, is the transfer on this, this one's really, really good. Let's see, what do we talk about? Party, party. That was Coco. December of 2016 or something like that. Christ, has it really been that long? 
It has. Oh man, that guess. Oh, yeah, that's been a year and a half. Yeah. Oh my god, and I could like, I, like I had such a negative react. Not that I hated it, but like I had you such a less than. You didn't. Oh, you Phil was on that slow. podcast. It's he was. Phil Theobald of the Player One podcast. Oh my god. In the points of articulation podcast. Hmm. But anyway, but yeah. Uh, yeah, monkey business. It's it, it's old time, but it's funny yeah. enough when the Marx Brothers are really pumping. And you just um, even their environment, the fact that it's 1930. It's just a couple years after Coconuts, but like, like the fact they're like on a 1930s Art Deco boat. This feels more what like I always expected the Marx Brothers. Just even the way the movie looks and everything like that. It feels more like their home. Like this is kind of yeah. like yeah, they're getting closer to their golden era of Marx Brothers. What everyone considers, what what everyone remembers them looking like and sounding like. And everything yep. like that. It's Paramount Pictures presents the four Marx Brothers. <laughs> and you forget there are four Marx Brothers. Poor Zeppo. Poor <laughs> Zeppo. I mean, Zeppo. yeah. Um, like everyone hates him because he's the handsome one who doesn't do anything funny, but he always gets the girl in the end. I do love the opening sequence where everyone's faces are just painted on barrels that are being rolled at the camera, like Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. I love any kind of, especially this early in cinema history, any kind of crazy, like a wacky, like title design. I'm always a big fan of. <laughs> you know, at least six men were horribly disfigured Seriously? in the process of making it. Exactly. That's the best part. Oh yeah, the stock footage of a boat. Uh-huh. And then a captain finds out there are four stowaways on the boat. They know there's four of them because they've been swinging sweet Adeline. I laughed which... at the first joke of the movie and I laughed at it. Ah, okay. <laughs> which I guess is a big deal with, with movie historians because the, one of the big things with Harpo is that you never hear him talk. But mm. if you have four people in these four barrels singing uh, four-part harmony... I mean that the joke is that's how he knows there's four stowaways because there's there's a four part harmony which would suggest when you hear them singing that you are hearing harpos mixed in there somewhere. So, yeah. This... Were there four of them singing on the Simpsons or just the three? <sighs> Depends which part of Homer, the episode. Homer, Lenny, and Carl. And it wasn't Wiggum. Was Barney was winning? Yeah, yeah that's was, I th- was somebody else. There? Yeah, yeah. There was well, there's a whole thing. What like wasn't Wiggum part of it? And then he got kicked out, so he was like the um, Pete Best. Well, no, they 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 were seeing it drunkenly. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since but I've seen it. I can't remember which episode. Wasn't was no, in. wasn't it uh, Principal Skinner? God, I can't remember. I was it? See, the thing is with that episode, I always get that confused with the Pin Pals episode. Because it's Homer with, it like, a random assortment of dudes from around Springfield uniting and people dr- getting kicked out of the group because of politics and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, it was, it was when Barney had joined, so it was like, okay. it was Barney, Homer, and... And they sing Sweet... That's the... Uh, most, yeah, these days most people know Sweet Adeline it's because they're singing it from that episode. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, they're sending notes... They're also sending notes calling the captain an old goat for reasons. <laughs> and it's, Big it's, assholes. It's, it's, a plus acting from these two <laughs> crew members. Yeah, and they're they're singing inside keppered herring barrels yeah. with giant holes in them. Which I guess is think? a Jewish thing. I'm assuming it's a Jewish dude. Like just yeah, I don't know. Yeah, probably. Uh, Might be confusing they, with the gefilte fish. But... Yeah, and they start uh, Groucho and Chico start really making jokes about how they wanted to bring their wife and child but the grocer couldn't afford another barrel and Chico wanted to bring his grandfather but his beard wouldn't fit and Groucho asks him why not uh, why not bring 
your grandfather and send for his beard later and he says that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna send a hair mail that is like a fucking joke from like <laughs> that... second grader play it's fucking... <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing yeah. this is i i think i may have even said this with the first groucho or oh god now i'm, I'm just calling them the groucho <laughs> movies i just cutting straight to the quick and just ignoring all the brothers uh when we talked about the first marx brothers i was curious as to how you're gonna recap it because there's barely any story and it's just about the jokes but yeah yeah. Oh god. Well, Bless you for even writing any of these jokes down cuz they like you kind of need a little bit of oh, context. They, They're so dialogue heavy that like yeah. Well, the scenes with I didn't bother with the scenes with just Chico and Groucho because those <laughs> move so fast with so many <laughs> well, so much yeah. wordplay. Like you're going to do a blow by blow of like the puppet show. Yeah. And all you need so, is Chico, he just he just sounds like an Italian. <laughs> I'm just an Italian stereotype. And uh yeah. yeah. I think that's the problem, but well, not necessarily the problem. The thing with Zeppo that makes him get lost is he doesn't have a gimmick. No, Everybody he's else has just, a gimmick. He's such, like, it's like they had found and adopted, like, a straight man, like, a romantic lead from an entirely different, like, f genre of film and somehow absorbed them into their group. And everybody said he was funny. He covered for Groucho. He did Groucho's parts when Groucho was out sick. Which that's a, but you never get place. a hint of that. I'm surprised if he was that, if he could be that funny. Uh, granted, we've only seen two of their 18 bazillion films so far. But I'm kind of surprised at no point in the films that we've even seen so far with Zeppo. Like, he, like there's something like a bit where Zeppo gets a chance to show off those skills. Because he's just... Like, in this movie, he only really exists just to kiss one of the ladies, and that's it. And he throws a couple punches at the end, and that's... But, like, even then, you would never suspect that he was actually part of this family, other than the fact that his face looks like a tent. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Harpo and Chico, but... Um, yeah, and the, yeah, the guy in the commentary for this movie is like really goes to bat for Zeppo, talking about it. He was much maligned, but he was as important to the group as anyone else. And, yeah, it's very important that these Paramount films have all four brothers, because that was, that was the formula that made the... The vaudeville uh, set well, that made them so popular. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he. I don't necessarily think he wanted to be involved. He did it for his mom. Yeah, and it's not like he's bad. It's no. just weird that he's like again. He just seems like he comes from an entirely different cinematic genre. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's did. like the often forgotten uh, fourth Grayson family member that didn't die in the circus. They. They just they just, yeah. just like, they were just they in, just stood there. They were just They're really in into the Han Solo Denny's breakfast that morning where everyone else died. And so mm. and they they were too ashamed to show up at like the funeral for the parents. And so Dick Grayson still thinks they're dead or something like that. But yeah. yeah but yeah. So, so anyway, uh, they go like everyone's looking for these stowaways. Well, yeah, the crew searches for them. Uh, they tie the barrels that they're together to get them out of the way, lift them up with a hoist. Yeah. And the bottoms are not attached, I guess, on these barrels because the whole barrels lift up, and the guys are just squat squatted there. They're like doing, doing like these, things. like they're squatting like monkeys, like doing all these weird little random things, like playing with instruments and reading cards. Yeah, Zepp was like reading a magazine, and oh yeah. yeah, like I think the, like Groucho's getting ready to shave or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then then uh, they get noticed, and a chase scene happens. <laughs> And uh, there's something about the fact there's no music and just like, the thump thump of all these people's footsteps as they constantly run. throughout the film, yeah. <laughs> like the scene where they run into this big, like uh, rounded stairway, and they run down the stairs and then around to the. So it's got it, the stairs come down in the middle and then s separate off on the left and right to two yeah. other sets of stairs, and they run down, run down the left side all the way around, back up to the right side, and then back down to the left side again. 
only two of them do it mm-hmm and the other two just stand there waiting for them yeah again and like I like in the Looney sound Tunes, this the fact there's no music making like drawing the do 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 or anything yeah i i, I improves it for me that's actually one thing that looney tunes has over this too even aside from the speed of how the jokes are even like the physical jokes like that or yeah just the music you like you like you, th you would think i'm kind of surprised has anyone gone gone back and like rescored some of the old marx brothers movies because you'd have a field day with i that. don't i don't think you need it because i mean i'm not saying it's dying for it but like just draw draw attention to the joke and the joke is kind of just it's already there but yeah just watching it with a modern perspective though yeah it feels like something's missing and that is almost exactly like like, aside even from the speed of the editing and everything like that, it is... Yeah, you're expecting or, like, you almost kind of expect shitty sound effects, like when uh, Groucho slides down a banister. You can almost expect, dude, or, like, thank God it doesn't have that. So I guess it could yeah. have been worse if someone actually went crazy with the sound in these movies, but... Yeah, but it's still, it's, and, it's fine. It's, it's like, the, it's funny just to watch the physicality of the boys, just, like, all in ass and being chased by these uh, uh, fat uh, officers all around the deck. Yeah, yeah, and they, they hide, and Harpo hides underneath a lady on a He a just, beach yeah, chair. magically transports beneath and then, her, yeah. And then she gets up, screams, and runs away, and then he gets up, and there was a dude under him, some random guy under him. He, I, I guess you could assume that maybe All it's right. her husband or boyfriend, or maybe it is a stray, like, who knows, yeah. Maybe <laughs> someone else had the same idea as Harpo? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. And then Groucho runs into the captain's quarters i guess yeah or like and, there's a little promenade for the captain or something like that yeah that's when yeah. he slides down like uh the stairs and he's got like yeah. the captain's glove and he start gloves and he starts fucking with the captain well yeah he's he banters with him or more correctly at him yeah <laughs> really i uh, if you sit and watch what everyone but the marx brothers has to put up with this in this in in any of these movies not uh, maybe i shouldn't say put up with but like everyone is forced just to stand still and be like boo <laughs> while groucho marx just won't shut the fuck up at them <laughs> yeah. yeah are these your gloves i found them in your foot locker and oh i didn't even get the boom 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 <laughs> I feel like and then he's like, "Hey, you want your gloves?" And the guy reaches from them, and he's like, "You would want them, wouldn't you?" And it's just like the most—it's <laughs> not even a joke, but the attitude is so shitty. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. Then, like, yeah, Groucho, he goes, like, he's like somehow chases the captain into his own quarters, and he's got like a little fucking Popeye hat on, and does a little Popeye song, and it's well, just... he goes in the captain's quarters, and the captain's about to go in after him, but Chico follows. Oh, him. is that okay? Yeah. The the captain then follows them both, <laughs> and, he, and he goes through a different door into his 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 uh, his bunk. Yeah. And then they this lock. Like, him yeah, in this is like the captain's go. office, I guess. Yeah, Groucho and Chico have a bunch of banner and wordplay back and forth with each other, and it's the it's the kind of stuff where they would say a terrible pun at each other, and I'd have to pause it and just laugh into my hands and say, that's so stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, but, like, it's so fucking, like, yeah. I mean, it's von Villian in the best, worst way, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, this is the birth of 20th, 20th century humor, though, right here. Like, everyone talks yeah, about how, like, humor in, in the last century is, like, you know, influenced by the Looney Tunes and stuff like this, but this is stuff that, like I said before, kind of influenced the Looney Tunes, and... It's so rare to get banter like this back quick back and forth anymore. Yeah, and they're so good it's at that's something too. people do I'm kind of surprised that they're as good as they are granted This is their third film in the only the second of, of, of the, That we've seen but I knew Groucho just from reading about him and stuff like that He was really worried about their cinematic career because he didn't know if they really had the chops to translate their stage act to film 
And I'm sure, like, their natural... The evolution, like, the natural uh, tempo of their comedy had to make room for, like, laughs. And in here, yeah. the, like, especially with this material, which had never been tried out before in front of a crowd, I could see, like, they could have really fucked this up in terms of the tempo, but they're just as funny as anything else. And it's it's just, just knowing that, the, like... They had they're, when they're working in a movie like this. They're working in a way they never had to on stage. It's kind of actually even more impressive, even though of course, to, looking at a 90-year-old film from our perspective, that just looks like stodgy and dumb and slow. But like, for what they're doing, it is really impressive. Yeah. And uh, thus end Bill's backhanded compliment to this entire film yeah. and genre and vaudeville in general. But, <laughs> yeah. Hey. He orders lunch. He's the captain's lunch, and but Chico wants one too, so bring his dinner and his lunch. And then they go into they, the food comes. They fall into the captain's bunk where they sit down with the captain and say they're big shareholders in the company. And the captain says, "You look like stowaways to be." And he says, "Well, yesterday shareholders, today stowaway," which I guess was a joke about the the stock market. And oh yeah, I mean this is just two years after the, the depression kicked in. So yeah, that's, that's another thing. They don't have a ton of. Of jokes where you have to be like, I guess that was funny. It's in not 1930. Yeah. Unlike like, half of this fucking comedy these days, I mean, I know it's the easiest thing to rail on, but where everything's like super topical, and it's just yeah, fucking. Well, even some of the stuff, older stuff we've watched, they were like, was that supposed to be funny for the time, or was it? Yeah. Was it just not funny? I mean, I think the only really. Uh, pop culture joke in this movie is probably the Maurice Chevalier stuff towards, like, when they're trying to get off the boat, but that's it. Like, it's a, well, they're not, like, making constant jokes and references to other things, like, yeah, yeah. like, stars or movies or anything like that, but your music. Well, they play enough music, but that's not yeah. really, I mean, it's, you know, like, any kind of Vaudevillian reference, uh, any kind of Vaudevillian musical performance is kind of a reference to something just by nature of whatever music they're selecting, but, yeah, it's, it's, but it's not... It is funny that even though this is their third film, they like, especially they kind of save all the musical perform performances for the last 20 minutes of the film. It is funny mm -hmm. that like you'll have all these jokes and they'll still say, "Okay, we need to sit down and watch Chico play the uh, piano for five minutes," and there's no jokes. That's how film worked. Exactly. Anyway, I'm gonna shut up. Okay. It's fine. Um, so they talk to the captain. And he, the captain says they look like stowaways. He hears one of them is running around with a big black mustache. And hey, he's going around with one of those too, but he'd prefer going around with a nice short blonde. And the jokes are made. They somehow Not get the captain. Not a joke, he's just got boner. <laughs> they somehow get the captain locked into his closet. Yeah. And the, the, the chubby first mate comes in, and, and they, they, they almost fool him by saying to get out of there but, but then yeah he, he turns around and, like, and they fixes chase his him. glass and he's like oh my god it's you guys and they chase him around the table and i i don't know why but i just like the image of them slowly going <laughs> being chased around the table grabbing as much food as they can and stuffing it in their pockets it, yeah it's very bugs bunny like you can see like yeah and the way like especially the way groucho hunches over when he like runs it's just like the most, yeah they're, they're 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 behaving so much just like little fucking cockroaches or rats or something like that it's great <laughs> oh my god yeah and so Zeppo's also running around and meets a lady. He tries to hit on the lady, dropping handkerchiefs and stuff. 
Man, when when was the last time you ever? Saw, well, I don't. I know you don't really go outside, Bill. But <laughs> when was the last time <laughs> you ever saw a lady with a handkerchief, let alone accidentally dropping one? Yeah, I mean that's. I think that I think that I, got outlawed in 1968. I feel like that was a big thing in the oldie times, where it's like, oh, I dropped my my handkerchief, and the guy's like, let me pick that up. But that disease snot rag up for you. <laughs> now we will get married. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we also skipped over the thing where Harpo gets a dude beat up because he sits by the woman's bathroom side, and it looks like it says men, and oh, he goes yeah. in there. And, like, there's so much shit with Harpo in this movie where it's like he's just in a completely different film by himself because he's just, like, here's a random... There's a thing where he chases a woman on a bike with a flower tied to the front of his bike that just... <laughs> it's one shot in the movie that's completely non sequitur. He is... I, if you were going to use D&D terms, I guess you'd say he's chaotic neutral. Really? Because even for the Marx Brothers, he's just like, yeah. He, like, works in his own pocket universe of how logic works. Even even for a comedy like this, it gets a little bonkers, and but yeah. Would you say Groucho is lawful? <sighs> oh, it's, or, I, or I would probably say chaotic, because he's not mm. necessarily working towards the greater good of anyone but himself. Or maybe his brother sometimes, but yeah. So chaotic, lawful. Yeah, he doesn't get any of the kids at the at the, at the puppet show killed, but it's not like he's really worried about them at, <laughs> at the same or time. Chaotic, chaotic neutral. Yeah, chaotic neutral. Yeah. So um, later, Harper runs into a puppet show, which is this old garbage time shit. Children it's had the to fucking, find funny. It's the Punch and Judy oh. shit where two puppets are just hitting each other with sticks, which I think even, even by 1931 standards, this was like, oh yeah, people only, only did this in like the Middle Ages. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he hides inside the booth from the first mate who chases him in there, and I guess the guy that was doing the puppets just vanishes it's in the just, air because he's gone. Yeah, and now it's just, it's Harpo making one of the most grotesque faces a person can make, where he's like, got his tongue stuck in, in between his teeth, and he just blowed his face out, so it kind of looks like uh, the Punch and Judy puppets that are killing each other. <laughs> that's and that's like, kind of the face he was known for. Yeah, which, the, yeah, the caricature one you see on a lot of posters and stuff like that, but it still just looks gruesome in real life, just, uh. Oh, yeah. Between that and the curly wig and just, like, but anyway, of course, like, the first mate comes in there and he's like, oh, my God, where'd Harpo go? Like, Harpo, oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of, his wig in this is very bad. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it's because the transfer's so crisp and you can notice it more, but... I do. This is definitely one of those things where this film looks better than anyone who made this film had ever intended to look like. Like, it never <laughs> yeah. looked this good in any theater in 1931. Oh, yeah, but the yeah. The first the first mate goes behind the booth, sees his butt, and just pulls out a pin from his outfit and stabs him in the butt. And then one of the occasions where like one of the Marx Brothers gets like the drop on him, like like where they get the the shit's dropped on them, like they get fucked yeah. with, yeah. Especially Harpo, who he, is like so much kind of like magically fucking with other people, but like he gets he, fucked with here, you know. The first mate goes around to the front, and his Harpo's butt is with the puppets just kind of moving and grooving, just and begging so he, to be hit. He slaps that, slams that with like a piece of wood or something. I can't remember. Yeah, he's got like a paddle. Yeah, and then he he climbs inside the booth and starts to strangle him for a good while five he minutes. His face. <laughs> yeah, and then the captain comes in dropping off some little girl and orders his first mate to get out and is like, "You you're drunk. You've been drinking again. You're attacking puppets," and knocks on the puppets to show their wood to prove their wood. And Harpo has 
a horrible nightmare wooden rendition yeah. of his face as, on the back of his head. As bad as his normal horrifying face is, like this. <laughs> oh my god, it's like Lady Elaine Fairchild, fucking. Oh man. Yeah, quality nightmare, like hook nosed, weird grimace mouth. It's like something from Castlevania, but the guy just knocks on his fake paper mache face and is like, "Oh yeah, it is just a puppet. Oh, I guess I'm a fool. I guess we better go. I guess I am drunk." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, but eventually the captain pokes Harpo's real face and it's all squishy. And he's like, I think you might be right. And then they grab his leg from underneath, which turns into a fake leg. And Harpo comes out to help them pull on it. And they all fall over. Yeah. And then he rides away on an old time, old timey kid's like tiny a, roller coaster. Yeah, like a big, and then like there's no... No stopper at the end of the roller coaster, nope. so the car just like rolls off the tracks, and he just goes down the like leaves leaves the nursery and rides down the hallway and gets away from like it's like it's, like it's suddenly like it's now like a motorized like little vehicle well, that he can ride around. I mean, half of those kids were gonna die from polio anyway. We might have put them on a death coaster. Polio or in World War Two in like yeah, fifteen years, yeah. So. uh... It's not Harpo's best work. That's not. I don't. It's he does better scenes. Don't don't hold that scene against Harpo. I mean, it's better it's than not, Coconuts, where the only thing Harpo really did was like play a harp and then like fart once, and that was it. He, like he had again. He this, had is, this is this is skewing a little bit he, closer to what I expect from the Marx Brothers. He had that scene where he ate like the phone and stuff. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. Okay. But it, yeah, it was nothing. There's a scene in I think it's Duck Soup. Where he gets into it with a dude selling lemonade, and the first time I saw that scene, I fucking was crying <laughs> with laughter. I don't know if I was tired, but oh, that scene is freaking hilarious to That's me. That's good when you can laugh at shit that was made like, you know, like 70 years before you were born. Laugh that hard, yeah. that earnestly, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but yeah, there's then there's so a dude with the giant fake mustache. Well, Chico's getting his nails done, dude. Oh, that's right. And okay, yeah. <laughs> And she's like, you want them long? And he says, oh, sure, about an hour and a half. I got nothing better to do. It's funny because she said long and it's time. He said the other version of long. Uh-huh. Harpo crashes his cart thing into the room. <laughs> and the girl runs off screaming or whatever. Yeah. Then they dress as barbers. One of the For crew no particular reason, like, yeah, barely in a justification, but now because they're in this salon, they're going to dress as barbers. Yeah. yeah, and then, uh, the, the crew comes in with a giant moustache, and, and they're like, hey, you want to trim? And he's like, I guess I have time for a bit of a snip. And so he sits down, and he's like, wake me when it's over. And then they slowly, as you would, I know it's shocking, they slowly start to cut off his mustache. Well, especially, like, uh, like Harpo, he goes in with the scissors, and she goes like, mm -hmm. oh, give him a snoop. And he cuts off a little yeah. bit. And Chico's like, oh my god, well now the other side's too long. We gotta cut that side too. And then, nah, 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 this side that needs another snoop. Yeah, exactly, nah, that yeah. that side's too long. It needs another snoop. <laughs> I'd love to see Charles Martinet's version of Chico. But <laughs> and then they, 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 like, measure the guy's mustache, but they, they hold their measuring tapes out and measure from where his mustache ends to the end of their arm, and then they say that's about a foot or too long on this side, so they just cut off. Yeah, Harpo just cuts off the extra the... foot off the, uh, the tape measure, yeah. Yeah, and they, they they cut everything away, and the button on it is, uh, maybe one not snoop too many. Which is funny, because if this movie had been made, like, five years later, the joke would have been, like, he had now, he's got a Hitler mustache now, or, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. 
uh, Mars Brothers, not so much with knowing how to end end some scenes or, or entire movies sometimes, but yeah. And that scene's yeah, over. Think, well, that's also, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the hardest thing in comedy is how to end something with a good button. Like, watch... Yeah, well, watch Saturday Night Live for nine, 40 years. I, I was ex exactly about to say watch 90% of Saturday Night Live skits and see how they end it and see if it was a good ending. Exactly, yeah. And that, that's even the sketches, which actually had a decent premise at the start, and you can just kind of feel them wind down. Then you got the sketches that even have a good start, and you're just like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. The only sketch that really ends well was Head Wound Harry, because the dog tried to drag Dana Carvey <laughs> off the set. God, I love that the, like, the joke became more about the dog than it anything else, and it was just like, I wonder if they were hoping it would skew that way, and like, they got like the hungriest dog they could get, because like, yeah, the laughs they were getting, like, it's it's like the only real genuine laughs of the whole episode, but yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I forgot about that. You know, I don't know if you've even seen that since that was like first aired, but yeah. yeah anyway, so, but that uh, scene ends. Anyway, 20 minutes into the movie now, with various... Mark's Bro shenanigans, and we meet a mobster because I guess the movie should have a plot at some point. Yeah. Shrug. Uh, the most generic and... mobster. He's got like a Dick Tracy hat, and he's just a dude. Yeah. The two mobsters in this movie are completely interchangeable to me. That's why, like, I I kind of forgot what the plot even was at a certain oh, point. Oh, I even even me, I who doesn't have face blindness like you do. Yeah. I kept write, accidentally writing Joe when I meant to write Alki and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And when they both have malls, the only names. way you can really tell the, them apart is the one has a blonde mall and the other one has a, a brunette mall, and that's it. Well, doesn't only one of them have a mustache? Is it? I'm literally watching the movie we were talking. I don't even like. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. Know. But anyway, um, some girl, his wife, doesn't want to be locked up anymore because he, she thinks he's going after some other dames, but he's not. He's after a dude. How progressive. Mm -hmm. mm, well, I, well there's a lot of joking about being in and out of the closet, specifically in this scene. Yeah, but he's going to kill some dude named Joe or something, probably. Yeah, sounds cool. And then Groucho's running now, and he does a giant ass slide onto the ground right at the camera. Mm -hmm. And then grabs some clothes a tailor's carrying, and uh, the, I forget one of the one of the crews like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm a tailor. And he's like, oh, that reminds me, where are my pants? You're wearing them. And he goes into the mobsters room, and um, they don't think anything of it. He just runs right into the closet. <laughs> just goes straight in there. They don't even fucking bat an and eye. And they continue to talk for a while after that too. Yeah, the girl complains, and he says, Ah, tell it to the tailor, and he leaves. His name is Alki. Has you ever heard of the name Alki? I had to stop at the first time and rewind it, like, did I just mishear that as Alki? But no, that's like, yeah, it's, it's... Does he have a full name, or is that just his, like, nickname? Yeah, I, I'm not sure if I ever Because I know there's, like, someone name. named, like, Al... Al oh. Like, there's, like, Al Appalachian Footloose or something like that, but... I don't know. Yeah. So... She asks, she goes into the closet, opens the closet, and asks what he's doing in there. He opens the door and whispers, Nothing. Come on in. <laughs> and his eyeballs are going That's all the directions. I, oh my I god. I can totally see the Looney Tunes animators in the movie theater watching that scene going, Okay, sketching in their sketch. I was like, Oh, we gotta get Holy that. We gotta shit. work that into the character someday. Yeah. His eyeballs, just in that one shot, I mean, they're going everywhere it's... throughout the entire movie, but that one shot. This is Whoa. the shot a young Marty Feldman was in the audience watching, and his eyes just popped out. He was so surprised <laughs> at, like, at Groucho's eyes, and his own eyes just went pop. It, 
It almost looks like, like those two shots composited together <laughs> split screen Exactly, style. yeah! Just cause like... Like, Groucho's like turning into the goofy gremlin from Gremlins 2 or something, yeah. <laughs> so, oh my god. Uh, and he says, just remember, if there weren't any closets, there wouldn't be any hooks. And if there weren't any hooks, there wouldn't be any fish. And if there weren't any fish, well, that would suit me just fine. Yeah, I can agree with Groucho on that. I'm not a big seafood guy. Ditto, good sir. Ditto. Uh, man's a good dude. Dude's good of taste. What? The, the, That's not even English. The dude good of taste. <laughs> this is why I'm not a master orator. So she starts venting and he vamps at her. Yeah, well, she, she wants to get out and experience the high life, and she's just... and she wants to dance, which makes and she dances a little, and which makes him whip a guitar up really fast and kind of strum on it for. Yeah, a he does months. like the Django Reinhardt down bit for a moment. And yeah, laying it back down. And that and goes then, on for that. It happens like two or three more times too, where they just keep on bantering yeah. back and forth. And every time she starts talking about how she wants to go out and cha cha, he gets back up and does like a more like jing 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 jing. She she starts calling him brown eyes. And then they dance to, and a song plays, and it sounds like the Sailor Moon theme song. Are you really? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was. It started to play, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Is I that? mean, he da, did da, just da, dance to the Popeye theme da, tune da, just a little bit earlier. Da, da, da. Huh. And I was like, "She is the one damn Sailor Moon." I was like, "That's a. That sounds like the Sailor Moon theme." What the <laughs> fuck? Not that I would know the Sailor Moon theme from anything else, but no. Oh, that's but, funny. But then the, gang the gangster comes back in, and uh, him and Groucho dance for a moment, because he thinks it's the ladies, though. I know. Groucho, Groucho makes a kissy face at him, more vamping happen, and the gangster says he's going to lay him out pretty. Man, I wish fucking thugs still talk like old-timey gangsters. <laughs> Be like, yo, like, fool, I'm, I'm going to lay you out right pretty. Didn't he just spend like 10 minutes with his hand in his gun? Like, he can't, for some reason, he can't bring himself to say, hey, I've got a gun, I'm going to shoot you. If you don't if you don't get the fuck out of here, he spends like, like, even though he's well, in the privacy okay, of his own so, hotel room, he's just kind of like, yeah, you see, I'm going to fill, well, I'm going to give you some heat, you see? Yeah. yeah, he's he's got his hand in his pocket, pointing at it at the old timey. I've got a gun in my pocket. I'm pointing at you, and I was like, why is he doing that? He, he's in his own room. He could just pull the gun out. Is it a code thing? But then there's guns in the movie later, yeah, where the people are just running around them. So I don't know well, why. Yeah, for he a moment, I thought like the joke that. was going to be that he was going to turn out like like maybe his gun was in the shop or something like that, or it was like still packed away. So he's like just pretending to have a gun. But no, he, I guess he does have legitimately a gun, and it would be more funny and threatening if he actually just did pull a gun on him and say hey fuck you i'm a gangster but like yeah, yeah it's this weird like i don't know yeah i don't know maybe they just didn't have the gun props ready yet for that scene when they were shooting it but yeah he's like don't you know who i am i'm alki briggs and, he, and i i i'm the fellow who talks too much and he says he's sorry he can't stay are you Captain an animal got vegetable to... yeah he's... and then he's like hey get back in here you're an animal and then he says he's he's sorry he can't stay the captain's got to chase me around the deck. And Which then, I feel like uh, he's just honest. Like, we just got, we have more bullshit to do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he said he asked Groucho if he's got anything to say before he drills him. And Groucho replies that he's got one question. Do you think a girl thinks less of a boy if he <laughs> lets himself be kissed? I mean, although girls do go out with boys like me, they always wind up with the other kind. And this is one of those, if this were a Looney Tunes cartoon, this would be the part where Groucho would just plant a kiss on his cheek or something like that. But, like, I do yeah. like the guy is interested in, in the question, because he does sit down and he's like, hmm. He's, like, <laughs> thinking about it, which is great, yeah. And that's the well, point he's... where he's like, okay, actually, a, a dipshit with your nerve, nerve, I could use you. 
Yeah. Yeah, they could get along well together. And Gotcha says, oh, sure, for the first year or two, we might have a little squabbles, but that's inevitable. <laughs> uh, Zeppo sneaking around and enters the same room. Uh, he says he knows Groucho. And he says he knows them for years. They used to live in the next door barrel. And that makes Alki realize they're the stowaways. And he can help these bozos. That's Mr. Bozo to him. Uh, he's short-handed and wants to get Joe Helton on the top deck. He gives them both guns so they can cover the windows as he gets shot. I have to admit, it's weird seeing the Marx Brothers with guns. Yeah. It's like it's like and when you he, realize that, like, uh, when the Scarecrow, when everyone leaves uh, the, the, the uh, Oz, the uh, not the Temple of Oz. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, whenever they go off to kill the witch, like, Scarecrow's got a gun, and you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a pistol, he's shaking like he's a He's got leaf. a fucking revolver, yeah! It's like, yeah. Jesus Christ, man! Everyone else got, like... <laughs> I think, like, yeah, Tin Woodman's got, like, like a thing of anti-insecticide like, or something like that, but yeah, fuck. Yeah. And now, before the next show starts, let's enjoy an intermission. You'll find our snack bar chock full of good things to eat and drink. Tasty, tempting hot dogs, thirst-quenching soft drinks... Fresh, crunchy popcorn, a complete assortment of delicious candy, and a full line of cigarettes. You've plenty of time, so visit the snack bar now. A tasty treat will double your enjoyment of the show. What's he got? Unhappy-itis. I got just what the doctor ordered. Cheese. Cheese. Ah, Sounds ah. good. Sounds great. It's Cheeto Snacks. Hey, this cheese goes crunch. Exactly. Sure, but how's it gonna make him happy, Doc? Because cheese that goes crunch is fun to eat. Everyone knows that. Happy yet? <laughs> He's a cure, Doc. I'll be the judge of that. Cheetos brand. <laughs> Cheese-flavored snacks. If you want to be happy, eat more Cheetos. <laughs> Yes, you lucky people, just sit back for a moment, relax, and notice the delightfully clean, cool, and refreshing atmosphere of this scientifically air-conditioned theater. Great, isn't it? Remember, you can enjoy great motion picture entertainment all summer long in cool comfort at this theater. So... Uh, they go outside, and as Alki closes the door, they just throw their guns into a mob <laughs> I did the light, and they run away. Last, yeah. uh, then uh, Harpo musses around with a frog in a fountain, and it goes in his hat. And with the quality of this transfer, you can barely see that string that they used to make that frog hop That's into pretty the good, because there's, there's a couple bits with frogs on strings in this movie, but yeah. Yeah, and I guess it goes in his hats for later jokes. Yeah. But then Chico... Uh, knocks over an extra running, and the guy does a pretty good pratfall with legs flailing in the and air. And he's he got no padding or anything like that. He really just like, and it's yeah. like a middle-aged looking dude. It's not like a younger stuntman. It's like somebody who really just throws himself on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, and then Chico helps him up and runs off as the first mate knocks the same guy over and continues to chase Chico. And then Harpo goes up uh, to cause chaos at a chess game. He watches two old men play. Chico comes up and watches two. And it's we, this scene goes on for long enough. It shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah. They're just sitting there watching them, 
And then one of the guys starts to do a move, but Harpo shakes his head, and the other dude's like, Hey, wait a minute, you can't do that. And then, there's a, I'm, and I'm then, watching it now in Harpo. There's a point where Harpo takes the cigarette out of one of the guy's hands and takes Puff on it, too, while they're watching it, and, like, the guy doesn't even realize. Yeah. And it's it's a good slow burn because you're kind of watching well, the guys get interested in, 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 in the chess game, but, like, it's... I was, they, I was thinking about it because what was the joke in, um, that Chaplin did... Oh, he was trying to light his cigar, but he kept lighting the uh, drunk Wario cigar at the party. Oh, yeah. And they, they did it like four times, which the Marx Brothers could have done that. Yeah. But they did one subtle little joke where where Harpo took the cigarette out of the guy's hand, took a drag out of it, and put it back in his hand. Yeah. That's all you needed. They didn't need to do it 50 times like, like fucking The joke builds. It doesn't, just, it doesn't repeat. It just builds. Yeah. yeah, and like, there's enough of a pause in between the jokes that like, it, 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 the pauses in between the jokes aren't so long that you start getting bored. But like, yeah, mm. it's just masterfully well. It's one of those things where it's not even an editing thing. It really is just a performance thing of like, yeah, because it's essentially just like, I don't know how long it is. It's maybe not ten minutes long, but it goes on for a while. And it's one of those things where you could only really make it fun. Something that long, that funny, where really nothing much is happening, unless yeah. you've really got your shit down in terms of like comedic timing with other human beings. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah. Yeah, and the other so the heat. Harpo tells the guy not to do that move, and then that upsets the other chess player, and Chico's like, Hey, don't worry, that's okay, I'll move it for you. And he does, and that outrages the, both the guys. <laughs> they start to look for other people to beat these guys up, yeah. Yeah, and Chico says it's too noisy to play there. They pick up the chess board and leave. <laughs> so, uh, some guy, I'm guessing Joe, is in his room, it's Joe, and room service brings him cigars, and takes his food tray, and Joe gives him a t tip and reads a paper, which has the headline, Millionaire Racketeer Returns to America. And also in the paper is, Young Girl Tied in a Wood, Her Story of Motor Ride After Road Smash, Hit from Bicycle, Struggle to Loose Herself from Her Bonds. What? <laughs> also, The King's Health, uh, Safety huh. Swims in 700 feet feet fall amazing escape when car hurtled over cliff landed on ledge <laughs> somersault in midair saves motorist life the amazing things you can watch see note the details you get with blu-ray that's fucking fantastic yeah. oh and it's also the late london edition so at least i guess now we know where these guys came from where, where like yeah. the the boat's original port of call was yeah, oh. and the closer inspection on Joe's story, Joe Helton and daughter returning will open new mansion in uh, Smart Set Colony. Daughter recent graduated uh, Continental Finishing so School. So she's not a mall, she's a kid. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And Which uh, still doesn't make you any more sympathetic to this kid. This character's so fucking bland. Yeah, he doesn't look he like a gangster, he just looks like dad. He's got like greasy, like the pomade hair, and he's just like, yeah. he just looks like a rich dude. Yeah, he smiles and nods at this paper, like, yes, paper, that's very good. Me. Thank yes. you for that exposition. His daughter is the same girl that Zeppo hit on earlier, picking up her, uh... Oh, I mean, it shows how much I was paying attention. You have face blindness, it's that's fine. true. Also, just <laughs> ADD, I'm just like, hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his daughter comes in, and he tells her they're big shots now. He's gonna retire from racketeering and shit. And then Alki shows up, and they talk about how he wants to take over Joe's territory or some shit. I don't know. This is just a bunch and of gangster, like, the most cartoony gangster talkers. Like, ah, so you think you're boss, but I'm boss. And 
I'm gonna move into your business and you're gonna be not boss, but I'm super Which boss. Which I don't, I don't know why why Joe would care if he's retiring from the Racketeer game. Yeah, because the whole like that's what the newspaper said. He's just going back to America, I guess like he, build a mansion. Well, like I, don't know. I guess he doesn't want to give it to Alki because Alki's an asshole or something. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But then Chico and Harper enter the room with their board game to get away from the dog that's barking at them. <laughs> That's hounding them. Ooh. <laughs> you think that's the joke, or was there a deleted scene? Uh, I don't know. Probably just and the this... simplest way for them to want to lay out. Yeah, so they put the chessboard on the bed, and Harpo silently shushes at the <laughs> Alki and Joe as they argue. Oh, uh, there should also say... be noted that Harpo's still carrying the giant walking-sized honking thing that he's been carrying around for the whole movie for no reason. Oh, he's... Yeah, he's... No, he's got that in all the movies. Yeah. Oh, that's actually known prop. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It actually, as the movies go on, he seems to gather more and more horns. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, there's like for some reason, like they're talking, and suddenly Harpo just like bashes like Alki on the back well, of the head while like they're getting. Well, they're all they're all saying mobster type shit at each other. Oh, that's right, because and... they shush them and they 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 threaten them back, and that's when Harpo gets up and is like, "Oh, fuck you." Well, Joe says he won't do no favors for Alki. And Alki's like, alright, I see, and is about to shoot Joe with his pocket gun. But then Harpo bonks him on the head with his horn cane, which doesn't knock Joe out or anything. He just thinks... No, it's just a fucking horn, he, yeah. When he turns around, he sees the barrel of it and thinks it's a gun and puts his hands up. Yeah. And then well, Harpo Chico's holding it like play. a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. And then Harpo starts to play patty cake with him <laughs> before getting shoved backwards on the bed. That was random yeah. shit, yeah. <laughs> and Alki says, so you've got your whole gang here, huh? Yeah, well, I'll get you later. And he leaves. And then uh, Joe wants to know who they are and uh, tells him they just scared a tough egg out of the room. And Chico says, uh, yeah, we're pretty tough too. And then Joe asks him if they want to make money and whole oh, fuck they want to make some I money. love how Chico goes like, oh yeah, the whole tone of the conversation <laughs> changes. It's great, yeah. yeah. And they want to know how much. If he pays a little, they're a little tough. If he pays a lot, they're a lot tough. And he's like, I play plenty. Ah, when they when they're plenty of tougher. I, that's so then, one of my favorite changes in the whole movie, yeah. So then Chico tells Harpo to show him how tough they is. So Harpo punches him in the jaw. And he's like, ah, no, you gotta really punch me. And then he ups her cups, which knocks Chico out his ass. And he tells him that's hitting, stop hitting like a nothing. You want to cost us a job? And then I, I love Harpo's body language anytime he's getting scolded by Chico because he's he's kind of <laughs> facing away from him, but he's got he's got this kind of smirk on his face yeah. and his eye his fucking Harpo's eyes are always so wide and full of emotion. Yeah. Like not they're a little bit glassy, not like but yeah. like they're just so like yeah, it's not quite Popeye, but it is just so, like, you could, like, it is like a small child where he's simultaneously, yeah, like, he doesn't want to get in trouble, but he's also kind of happy with how much, like, attention he's gotten for being, like, whatever the hell it is that he's getting yelled at for. <laughs> like, yeah. They're always so full of childish whimsy. It's it's pretty fantastic, yeah. Is yeah, uh, Harpo the first Manic Pixie Dream Girl? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Harpo hits Chico one last time. Yeah, he time. really builds up. He scrunches, he, he screws up his face and, like, crowls and, like, I'm gonna get you! Mm. And punches Chico so and, hard he no knocks him over, like, almost across the room. Yeah, and then it makes the frog ribbit. And Groucho leans in the window and says, I'm spying on you! <laughs> and for just reasons. Yeah, just because, yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, why not? And Joe's like, you're great! I, you're, you're plenty tough. You're hired. And... Outside, Alec is telling 
Alki is telling Zeppo and Groucho that when Joe comes out to plug him, and they're like, plug him with what? Didn't I give you a gat? Oh, they've already lost their guns. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We already saw them throw them into the bucket, but still, yeah. Yeah, and he says, didn't I give you a gat? And Groucho says, well, we had to drown the gat, but we saved you a little black kitten. <laughs> a kitten. A <laughs> kitten, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh. Joe gives Chico and Harpo guns, and if anybody comes near him, let him have it. Uh, Chico takes a step closer to Joe, and Harpo just fucking pistol whips the fuck out of him. <laughs> but I uh, love violence. That's good. <laughs> they follow him out on deck and are separated as they follow the wrong guy over and over, and uh, eventually go up some stairs and freak people out as they're just walking around with guns in their hands. Yeah, and everyone's just just. I just realized Harpo's holding his gun backwards too. He's holding it by the barrel. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, they follow the wrong dude after wrong dude until they have to take off running. And elsewhere, Alki's wife shows up and argues with him. And Groucho gives Alki his gun and says, You'll need it more than me. And a quick scene of Har Harpo chasing some skirts. And it's a joke that has aged perfectly. Yeah, that's nothing, this, 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 nothing wrong with Harpo. And it happens a couple times in the film, Ch too. where it's Chasing screaming, terrified women at all. The women no, aren't sir. smiling. They are specifically screaming. <laughs> like, it's a little like, oh, 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 Which I know was like, it was a running joke in... And not, you know, just you the, know, not just the Marx Brothers at the time, but like, yeah, oh, look, it's funny. A woman's running away from that guy who, who's after her. But, oof, yeah, that is, I mean, that you is know, not a joke that has aged Harpo well. is not going to actually, like, rape somebody, but it is kind of like... Like, exhibit A and just like, ha ha ha, old-timey rape culture, almost literally, but like, yeah. Oh, yeah. anyway, but yeah. So I'm just glad there's Groucho no racist shit in this movie. If that's the worst yeah. it gets, Jesus Christ. Groucho goes and talks to Joe about various things now. You've got 50 you've got... 50% of people trying to kill you and 50% of people trying to protect you, that's 100% and that's 50% waste and it's just all this stuff. He's I just talking in circles, it's great, yeah. And he's yeah. like, well, if, if you hire me to shoot, hire, 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 what, hire me to protect you, I can protect you from me shooting you, which is 100% waste, which is better than, yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you hire me. I'll attack uh, you for nothing. <laughs> I'll attack you for nothing. Just let me know when I'm gonna attack you, and I'll be there in 15 minutes to protect you. And he also says he's worked himself up from a state from nothing to a state of extreme poverty, which I like that line. Yeah. Uh, and Joe says he already has two bodyguards, but he'll think it over. And Harper falls over in another seat, and his frog gets away. He goes into a barber shop, where a customer says he has a frog in my throat, which. Makes Harpo freak out, turn the guy upside down, and shake him trying to get the frog out of his throat. There's a great, like, just enough of a pause after he says, I've got a frog in my throat, where you, you totally know where the joke is going, but the, like, the anticipation is great enough, you're like, oh, shit. And then, yeah, of course, what you expect happens, like, yeah, like, Harpo really tears into this guy, too, like, well, doesn't yeah, he beat him up, but he is, like... He pulls out a knife and just starts cutting the guy's throat open as blood just flying everywhere. It's an itchy and scratchy. It's, it's but this guy's taller and bigger than Harpo, and Harpo turns him upside down. There's no ropes or strings keeping that guy up or anything like that, but yeah, yeah it's pretty good. I, I mean, I, li I listened to a bit of the commentary. I guess that guy was a, a bit player in a lot of movies and stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Man, Harpo's eyes, though, yeah, he does look like the fucking, he looks like a caricature of himself. 
Like, yeah. he's just got- he's a little Cupid doll motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And that's like, yeah, well, and then he, he does get like, to what, turns out that like the frog actually snuck into like little bathroom cubicle, like right next to wherever like the, everything's yeah, happening. He, yeah, he hears the frog and recaptures it. A few. Thank so, God. We start to get to port and some random rich lady we've never seen before. I was shocked when Can I he... saw it. I was like, oh wait, like they, the boat stuff is already at ending? Like, holy shit. Yep. So, uh, we've never seen her before. She's getting interviewed by reporters. And then Groucho shows up out of nowhere and starts to sling insults at her for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> he asks her, Is it true you're getting divorced as soon as your husband recovers his eyesight? <laughs> and he, starts, like, a... he goes off on a whole Oof. bunch of other questions. Like, do you, is it true that you wash your hair with clam juice or like this and that stuff? Yeah. And then he just keeps on haranguing her and she's like, I'm going to report you guys. I'm like, ah, no, honey, we do the reporting around here. Just like all this just... Yeah, and and meanwhile, there's a photographer with the reporters who's supposed to be taking her picture. And the guy to goes to take a photo, and it's just Harpo underneath the tarp for the camera with a, like a fucking empty wine bottle held up to his face, pretending that it's the camera lens. And he just mm -hmm. like scurries away. And he, it's all just... he gets a giddy look on his face and runs away with the wood that had been used yeah. to disguise himself clanking. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So and then eventually Harpo leaves. And Zeppo's talking to the daughter of Joe, Mary, and uh, saying once the boat lands, they may never see her again. And she is a terrible actress. Oh yeah, I, I, whenever their scenes showed up, I just totally like, I was like, okay, time to check Twitter. She says, "Does it matter to you really? whether you see me again?" <laughs> I was like, what the fuck was hey, the Hey, you know, the producer's daughter needs a lot, you know, she needs some kind of lines or something. You know, what are you gonna do? So uh, he says he'll never leave her side. But then he, you hear the clomping of footsteps and he takes off running as as the crew starts chasing him again. Yeah. As that's the joke he gets in the movie. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Yeah, that's it. And it's not even, like, yep. really, like, anything him doing comedic. He just runs away and then, like, yeah, it's just... Mm. So... Uh, they get stopped as they try to leave the boat. Groucho complains, why Why are they being stopped? They were just trying to sneak off the boat. And they need their passports. So they start to try to pickpocket people, but they're terrible at it. Uh, why do you think you're doing putting your hand in my pants? Well, I have a pair just like it. I thought they were my pants. On me? Well, I didn't yeah, this is like my suit came with two pants. Yeah. So... Uh, I do love that, like, these guys are just, like, really just trying to lift right out of these, like, they're not even being good pickpockets, they're just, just trying uh, to rip stuff out of people's pockets as they're walking past. It's not like they're just, yeah. they're, they're even trying to be subtle about it or anything. Zeppo gets some singer's passport, I guess it was famous at the yeah, time. Yeah, Maurice Chevalier, I guess. They all say they look like him, but Zeppo says he can sing like him, and Grouse says you sing like that and they're gonna throw us off the boat. And then they, they run around... As, and they get to a line where people are getting checked in with their passports. They all cut to the front of it. Zeppo tries to sing his way through because he doesn't have ID and he gets sent to the back. And then Chico tries his hand at it and shoved to the back of the line. Groucho tries and also fails. Harpo doesn't really try. He just fucking throws papers everywhere and causes mass hysteria. I do, and he looks so gleeful when he just shows up and grabs the paper and just starts throwing them all over the And I was like, oh, kudos to him for not even trying. He's just going to create as much of a wreck as he can before they can throw his ass out. 
but then he it does turn. Out, yeah, he plays a record on his back, which he lips. Well, then along yeah, he suddenly starts singing, but then this suddenly like you really you know obviously it's a recording, but it starts to slow down and he starts going, and then he has to like reach behind his back because he's got a little miniature record player taped to his back, and he has to wind it again. Of course, that reveals the yeah. the, the jig is up, and so. Yeah, he gets and busted. so he starts. He just starts throwing papers, and <laughs> causing mass chaos again. I'm gonna love it. And there's fucking his his joy at causing other mayhem brings me I, joy. And he's so fucking happy about it, dude. That's the best part. He's like a dog that just like. Oh, uh, I love that this Tore movie was banned in Ireland until the 2000 because it would. Well, it was gonna like <laughs> what? Uh, it was gonna like in, institute like anarchy in Ireland, and so it was officially banned by the government until 2000. For 70 years, wow. this movie was fucking banned. Jeez. And I'm assuming it's a specifically like a scene like this where you show up at a passport station and just throw everything around because you're just an idiot. Yeah. yeah. So, some dude is complaining he wants up the boat because he's sick, and then he faints. This is funny because this is not tied to anything else. It's not like the Marsh Brothers slipped him anything, but he seems to be having an honest, like, heart attack. Yeah. So, the rich, the lady from earlier runs off and and looks for a doctor and Harpo and Chico interact with her. I don't I don't even remember. They what just kind of sit there, on but... her for a second. It's just like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's it's just bullshit. Yeah. Uh elsewhere uh Groucho says he's a doctor and then he looks at the dude and I can't do anything for this man. He's fainted. And they, so he he does shit. I don't know, but I like the line Raise he is about to leave. He says, Would you all gather close so he can't recover? <laughs> Which is great, everyone does. And then he steps on yeah. the guy's chest on his way running out of the room. <laughs> it's it's fucking great, yeah. So they, they take his body off the boat off a, under a uh, giant Afghan blanket. Yeah, this guy's kind of a ground. fat guy, so he's kind of big enough that you can kind of confuse him with like four guys hidden under a tarp. <laughs> yeah. And it, it turns out it's not him, it's the Marx Brothers. And they give, well, they wave goodbye to the first mate, because that's his last scene in the movie. Wah, goodbye, wah, so long. Uh, did and you happen to notice anyone familiar mm. in the crowd? When, I did not. Uh, there is a an older gentleman uh, sitting on the luggage right behind the Marx Brothers when you know the when they reveal themselves out of the uh the what's it called when you get on a medical thingy. The gurney. The gurney. They get out of the gurney and they you know they they run away. Uh, the old man with the white hat, like waving uh, to, to to the boat behind them, is their dad. The one time you yeah, ever okay. got a little cameo in the movie is their dad, like, Chuck Marks or whatever. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't recognize him. Oh, man! His dad shouldn't have named Skid Marks. Huh? His dad... Their dad's name should have been Skid Marks! Because all the... Everyone had a dumb... Well, I guess it doesn't end with an O. <laughs> it could have been Poo Marks. Oh, Bill. What if it would... I mean, I mean, I guess it doesn't quite fit because it still would have been, like, Poopo Marks. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> I don't know why they didn't let their mom have a cameo, though. That's pretty fucked up. Anyway. So, uh, there's a newspaper. Big Joe Helton, home from abroad, this plans a like, This movie's potty. got its own sequel in it. Like, why is that not the yeah. end of the movie? But yeah, there's other to, stuff that's gotta happen. To introduce Dada. J.J. Helton, commonly known as Big Joe to the leaders of rackets in all kinds throughout the country, returned yesterday from an extensive trip with his daughter Mary. He disclaimed all intention of returning to his previous occupation, announcing that his one desire was to live simply and peacefully from now on. 
And we'll just ignore the side story on the right side of the paper that says a Negro runs something something shotgun something something. <laughs> what? Okay, okay, so much for my non-racial shake. You can only see the, the 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 words a Negro runs and then a second line that says shotgun. I, 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 I forgot that like within the cinematic was. universe, like the adventures of like Oh Brother Where Out though, I guess is happening somewhere in this world too, but like yeah. So Halky is Halky's <laughs> sending uh men disguised as musicians to take care of Joe. In his, I in totally his didn't even get party. that. I didn't even occur to me why the brothers are even at this event until I just realized because Zeppo's connection with the fucking gangster's daughter. Yeah. I thought this was completely unrelated. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So, uh, it's a party where dudes are dressed as clowns. It's something, something. something. It's not like a New Year's or, party. I don't know. It's, but it's not really a masquerade ball. And only the dudes are dressed this way. The women seem to be yeah. dressed normally. Well, only some yeah. dude. Well, there's one guy dressed as an Indian later. But yeah, yeah who knows? I think they just had so, whatever weird costumes they had available. Yeah, Harpo and Chico show up on riding on the side of a car, and a hired goon asks them if they've got an invitation. And if they don't, stay away from this door, see? Yeah, the hired goon's like seven feet tall and just like really uggo-faced. Yeah. Like, it looks like but he was Zeppo... like a boxer in the, in the worst parts of the world. <laughs> Zeppo got in fine, though. He's wearing a tux, looking like a fool compared to all the clowns, Native Americans, and other racist stereotypes and yeah, shit. I guess this does get racial. So, uh, he, he may marry dance. And then Groucho comes in and announces a lady lost a diamond earring. In fact, it looks like this one. In fact, it is this one. And then he, he, he that's leaves. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. You uh, can see so much, where so many, like, grandpas got their sense of humor from. This is, like, from this era of fucking comedy. Yeah. Oh, he God. hits on a lady, but her husband gets mad because he's in a bad 1930s costume of what people thought a Native American war chief looked like. Yeah. And Groucho runs off yelling that the Indians are coming and hide your scalps and ooh, 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 ooh and oopsie doodles. Well, it rips the guy's to pay off when he's like, hide your scalp. <laughs> I thought that was actually yeah. Yeah. He runs into Joe outside. Not so much Groucho runs thing. as, like, bends over into Joe. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, Groucho's also in his full, like, hunched over when he walks kind of mode, yeah. Yeah, he does his Groucho things. Joe calls him an odd duck, but he likes him. Groucho starts talking like a cowboy and starts to walk around all bull-legged. <laughs> yeah, and then he, there's a cowboy guy next to him, so he takes his hat and starts even more just like, man, this really, this, I just realized that there's a guy in a Chinese outfit. Like, this is really, it's just mm -hmm. the racist UN costume party here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and like, then, it's just like, I'm from Texas, yeah. And like, it's funny because it's Groucho Marx still with us kind of like, uh, kind of like, uh, like, uh, Cadence. Yeah, like New York, kind of Jewishy, kind of like a cadence, but like mixed with the Texas drawl now is more just like, hello there, how I went down in Texas. It's the most mm -hmm. like, yeah. I guess this is the closest uh, to anything quote unquote racist anyone does in the actually does in the movie. I'm glad at least it's yeah. racist against Texans because I'm a Texan, so I can say it's okay. Mm. So and it's funny because huge... like yeah, fucking Groucho walks off camera and he does something that makes everyone laugh and I thought that was actually kind of funny that they never actually show it but like yeah I thought that was kind of a cute moment. Yeah, and then a huge fucking giant wall of flowers is brought in for Mary. Yeah. And Joe's like, I'm gonna introduce the sweetest little thing in the whole world, which makes Harpo come out of the middle of the flowers, and he gets picked up and carried away by the hired goons. Yeah. 
and uh, Groucho goes outside where Joe's running around for some reason and tells him they're planning on taking Mary, the daughter, to the old barn uh, with all the well, with all the shows in town, and you're taking to an old barn. The very idea. Did Joe hear someone coming and bails? It's his wife. She's also there for reasons. Yeah. Uh, okay. Gra- Groucho makes a bunch of cat noises. <laughs> meowing. You think with twelve writers on this movie, they could come up with something a little bit better. But yeah. And then they they dance until they fall over onto the couch, the outside couch, and uh, Groucho can't take it anymore. Why can't they break away from all this and lodge with his fleas in the hills? I mean, flee with who are lodge in the hills. And she says she'd almost get with him to get back at that two-timing tramp of a husband. Uh, two people come out and say they could get caught. Things are said. Nothing comes of it. It's just a chance for Groucho to sass at two people. Really, yeah. yeah. Oh, and this is the lady who's like the other, like kind of like the stand-in for the lady he usually, the, the seven-foot-tall kind of like ugly matronly lady that he usually yeah. mocks. But like, yeah, this is like that scene. Like, you almost feel like yeah. they wrote this with the, that actress from the other movies in mind, but they didn't hire her because she wasn't sexy enough, but they still had the same scene with a w- almost exact same looking woman anyway, so you wonder what the fuck the point is. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Alki's wife runs off because she sees him in the distance. He runs up and who asks, who that who was that? My wife? And Groucho says, married for 12 years, and you have to ask. And then Alki says... Well, that's a joke, too, him- because, like, before she's talking about four years I've put up with this, four years I've done this, and he's like, ah, oh, that's 12 years of marriage. And so when he shows up, I do, like, I've been married for 12 years. I thought that was a funny mm-hmm. name. Anyway, go ahead. So, uh, Alki said, told him to spy on Joe and get back in there and do it. Groucho reclines and lights a cigar, and there's this strange close-up of his hand. Very like, strange. Like, they go out of me- their way to have this close-up, and it's nothing. <laughs> Maybe it's a joke about the lighter he's using, because it looks weird. Well, but... it's weird, too, because the cigar that he has doesn't match up with the close-up, because the, uh, the the cigar that he's smoking from is cut from the end, but the cigar that he's lighting up is, is like got, like a, like, a fucking uncircumcised dick tip. And so I, <laughs> it's just the weirdest, like... I don't know what... It's the yeah. hairiest fucking knuckles. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's it's just a weird shot. I Maybe somebody just really I, wanted I their, like, like, lucky lighter in the movie, and so, like, they just... I feel like it's an old-timey joke we missed. Yeah, who knows, yeah. But so, it doesn't matter, because this is pretty much where the movie stops and the musical stuff stops happens for 15 minutes before the movie ends. Well, there's the scene of Harpo chasing a, bike, a dame on a bike. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. I yeah. love the fact that and he's then, got a rose tied to the end of the bike. Like, that's supposed to help him chase this woman down any fast. Like, yeah. she's gonna suddenly turn around and see that rose and, go, and like, start sucking his dick. Chico uh, sits down at the piano and starts to play. I, I actually really we, do like this, especially the way he uses like finger guns to t- t- well, to play with. It's strange that you. I don't know about you, but I've never really seen anybody play the piano like him. That, you think at least in movies and shit from the forties and fifties, there would have been people trying to ape his style, yeah. but. Chico Styles, pretty much Chico style. He really goes crazy, and like I said, I love his like one, like his like little single, single index finger, like little pops he does and stuff like that. It's actually really cool, yeah. And he seems yeah. to be playing really well. You know, it's not like you know, this is. I guess all the brothers could play all kinds of different instruments, and he, yeah. Like if you're gonna suddenly stop a movie to play the piano for five minutes, this is a good way to do it. Yeah, and. uh... I, I, I almost thought they weren't going to have them play instruments, but they snuck them in at the last minute. Yeah. He finishes, people clap. 
Harpo sneaks in disguised as a lady's butt. Yeah, whatever. Which makes more sense if you actually see the film itself, but yeah. Yeah. And then Zeppo and Mary spend some more time together. Somebody's there to see Mary, so she leaves. And the hired goons that were playing music go after her. Groucho announces some lady's gonna sing now. And as some other lady plays a harp. But then the Harpo's there, and the lady playing the harp screams around the way, so it's time for him to show off his skills. Uh, I had hoped he would also scare off the lady singing, but yeah. alas, no. We get to listen to her as he plays. It is. I do like the thing where he, uh, for some reason, is is the uh, the lady who is playing her uh, the harp. He's her her right hand, and she doesn't seem to notice. That yeah. this crazy cupie doll of a man is being her other half of her body until she looks mm-hmm. over and sees Harpo sitting next to her and then she runs away and then yeah, Harpo stand like he he grabs the whole uh harp. Turns out for one whatever reason, one of his hands is a fake hand that he pops off, scratches a neck his neck with and throws away. And then he yeah. does start accompanying the the lady with the with the stupid old timey singing. <laughs> Um, and it—it's—he's it, it, not showing off nearly as much as he usually does. But then that lady stops singing, and he actually gets to show off his actual heart playing yeah. skills. But then it also gets ridiculous because he starts pulling some of the strings out of like, yeah, like, like, like the, the, some of the strings turn into like silly string and stretch it, out and, and yeah. I like it when they play the instruments because it really speeds up the note taking process. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, you can just get, <laughs> like I said, you can check your uh, email or yeah, the, mm-hmm. and go take a piss and you won't miss that much. He, he finishes, people clap his frog ribbits. Oh yeah, that's uh, right, I forgot about that. Yeah. Then Joe gets told somebody kidnapped Mary, it's that Alky Biggs, and Groucho says they took her to the old barn. Everybody runs off to the old barn. And good thing there's only one old barn, or maybe there's two, because only a couple, only the Marx Brothers show up, uh, the correct old barn, even though everybody else rushes out. That's a good point, actually, yeah. Uh, Joe tells her, ain't nobody gonna hurt her. She'll be out of there in an hour, provided her old man comes through. Uh... And uh, so they leave her with one dude to guard her. And that's the big, tall, and, old dude, like the big, like yeah. the guy who was the uh, uh, the big, seven foot tall guy who was uh, essentially the bouncer for the party at the beginning. Uh, yeah, starting this whole. Story. Yeah, the the old dude from. Uh, he kind of looks like Frankenstein, name? Robert Duvall. <sighs> What's that name with the 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 horror movie with the silver ball? Phantasm. And, yeah, the old dude from Phantasm. <laughs> Which I need to see though sometime. I, I need to see them too. Yeah. Well, I don't need to. But don't it's on need the list. to. But like, yeah, they're definitely on the, we on need the to, list. We need to. We need to watch more horror movies, but outside of October, or else we'll never. Hey, I mean, hey, shit, man. We'll start next week. We can start watching. <laughs> like, yeah, that, I got no problem with that. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were about to say we'll start watching Fifty Shades of Grey next week. No. <laughs> so, Chico and Groucher show up at the old barn. They get told to beat it by the old dude guarding Mary. They go inside, Chico and Groucho banter for a while about the cows, and go get some milk, and there's somebody in line ahead of well, them. Well, Harpo, or, or Groucho, he brought, a, he brought a fucking egg egg collecting basket with him into the barn, and it turns out there's a whole picnic lunch in there. And so he lays yeah. out, like, a couple of pork chops or something like that, he tells Chico, like, he's like, oh yeah, there's a cow over there, go get us some, uh... Go, go over to the juice bar and get us some juice. Yeah. And he says, ah, there's a customer in front of me, because there's a calf. Yeah, which I thought was actually pretty cute. Yeah. And oh, and there's Grandpa... a little joke about something about like, uh, like fucking Russian something something, and uh, Chico makes a joke about red ants, which made me laugh out loud because it's oh, Russian. Yeah. Blah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And oh, what was that? Yeah. No. Yeah. 
Uh, in context, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, regurgitating it's like, yeah, it kills it. No, yeah. it's there's a picnic. Picnic. The, the only thing we're missing is ants. Red ants. Wow. And then, oh no, it's not Russian. It's actually racist because he says, oh, like Indians. And I've heard Indians have red ants. Because yeah. that's what, it's not communist, it's racist red. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's okay. Okay, maybe I didn't laugh out loud at that joke after all. I changed my mind. I didn't rest and laugh with racist red. Okay. Oh no. Anyway. Back, back hell. And so, uh. <laughs> anyway, Frankenstein Robert Duvall hears them, he comes out. <laughs> he, he yells at them, and then they run around, jumping in the hay from the hayloft. And there's, and they're literally just chased all over the barn, it's just hijinks, hay, hay's getting Her Purple comes in with a pitchfork, but the dude just breaks it apart. Zeppo comes well, in. Well, for and... a moment, Harpo does get the drop on him and just threaten to stab him, but then the guy just does grab the patch pitchfork and just, like, crack it in half, yeah. Yeah, and then Zeppo comes in and punches the dude with no sound effect. And it, and it and... punches him in the neck. It's actually, it's weird because it's almost like a realistic fight because it's not yeah. like, it's not like a big Hollywood theatrical thing where he decks him on the chin and the guy goes flying and there's a big sound effect. It's just, no, he just kind of like, it's like, it's like soft punches him in the neck and the guy kind of goes, whoa! And yeah. then, yeah, more run, just fighting. Zeppo, and... Zeppo runs out to save Mary, but then Joe shows up with his goons, and Zeppo jumps from the hayloft, and they fight. Him and Joe fight as Harpo and Chico's just knock fuckers out and <laughs> give them giant head trauma. Yeah, they've got hammered. Then... Well, there's a the thing where, like, was it, like, Chico, He's he's he comes up to, like, a big... Uh, uh, wagon wheel that's suspended on the wall and he starts rotating it like he's like at a carnival game and uh, as as the goons that they've knocked out like start to wake back up uh, Harpo knocks them out with a little hammer and they're yeah. just doing this shtick off the side where the real shit's happening with Zeppo and, and Robert Duvall Frankenstein well, no, it's oh, no, it's not Robert Duvall Frankenstein. It's, it's yeah, okay. As, yeah. as Groucho gives color commentary from various places. <laughs> this is actually pretty great, yeah, because he's he's alternating between it being like a prize match or this or that. And I, I think there's and a bit where Chico, he breaks away and he's sitting on top of a cow and he's like, round two, and he rings the cowbell that's around the cow's neck that he's riding on. And it's just they fucking great. They fight for like 50 minutes. Yeah, it's just an excuse for Chico and Groucho to do fucking stupid ass boxing commentary jokes yeah yeah as zeppo gets hit with a chair as joe shows up alki gets punched into some old furniture and gets knocked out joe says he never forgets a friend and shakes zeppo's hand as he leaves with mary and then groucho and harpo throw hay on J joe and he asks what they're doing and they say they're looking for a needle in a haystack and it's the end i don't get that's, the needle in a haystack like is there a double entendre there we're not getting because that's the movie ends on a not joke yeah it's, it's a weird line to go out on yeah because like even if they didn't end on that line it almost seems like it'd be better because you think okay that's just the end of the story but like that's supposed to be the big button punchline, and maybe this is an arrow before everyone expected the last line of the movie to be a big slammer, like a big wazzer, like like. But no, it's just like he said a thing, and that's it. And for a movie that yeah. exists just so Groucho Marx can say funny things, like for the last <laughs> line just to be not a funny thing, it's kind of like wait what? Yeah. It's like if you edit a Fast and Furious movie with a car driving down the street, but it's not like a, a sports car, or is it going fast? It's just like it's obeying a, traffic laws. It's a Dodge like, Omni. Yeah, it's just a PT Cruiser, and it's making a left turn in front of the Baskin Robbins, and you're like, okay, well, I guess that's a car, but it's not it's really the kind of car. It's a left turn, and it's got its right turn signal on for some reason? Yeah, it's got baby butt on board sticker on the back, and... Because <laughs> it's uh, from 1986, I guess? I guess. But that yeah, is... 
That's monkey business. Monkey business. A startling monkey. lack of monkeys in this movie. Startling. Yeah, a little bummed there's no like a zoo they go to or anything like that. Because they could have fun. Yeah, but monkeys. at the same time, I don't like seeing animals in old timey movies. Well, because you know they're going to die and be replaced yeah. 13 times over during the. Like, even if it's just for one scene. And it, it's they're never treated well. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Milo yeah. and Otis. Ugh. But that was monkey business. I liked it all right. It's still not that. Yeah. It doesn't compare to their like the cream of their crop. But, but still, it's still, I thought it was it's pretty still good. Still got good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's still got good stuff. Better than coconut. It's still a little slow, but for, especially for a movie that's only like an hour and seventeen minutes. Yeah. It felt longer than that. I think part of that was just because I didn't expect like a break in the middle where it stops being about the boat and suddenly becomes about a party. Not that the party stuff is bad, but I still did stuff like the... I, I prefer the stuff on the boat before the plot kicked in. Oh, that, yeah, that first 20 minutes before the gangsters are introduced moves so fast. Yeah. Like, they pack so much in, it doesn't feel like it's moving fast. Mm -hmm. But then you have to start yeah. it, like injecting people who aren't the Marx Brothers into your movie, and that's when things Man, start to you, slow down. You are not going to like it once they start injecting, like romantic leads into their no, movies no, no no yeah that's no. the downside to their later does like, Groucho whoever, ever get a whoever, romantic partner <laughs> the late the the one lady the one la yeah, the, lady yeah the, the, yeah, the horse-faced uh, matriarch yeah once they once they left paramount and went to whoever they were with next yeah I don't remember mgm or whatever Ugh. yeah they started injecting like Ugh. leads in that would sing songs and be all lovey-dovey color pull color pull color pull yeah yeah I, that hmm. i never liked those parts but well, the marks the marks bears are really good in those movies that's the reason why we're only watching the quote-unquote good ones <laughs> I, I assume that they're supposed to be the good ones. No, I like they're in this Blu-ray set that we both opera, bought. But Night at the Opera and uh, yeah. the, the Day at the Circus and all that stuff is good. Yeah, I'm totally down with doing just Duck Soup and parts. maybe Night at the Circus, like one or two of those other movies. But yeah, I guess there's only so many movies that they consider their classics anyway. So it's not like we yeah. have a ton. To even choose if from, even if we don't do them and you and I just get together and watch. Exactly, them that's always a possibility too. Um. Um, I guess the main lady in this movie, the blonde lady, not the daughter of Joe, but the, 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 the girlfriend the of Alki. Um, yeah. there's a big thing in this movie because there's a joke about how Marx, when Groucho Marx first meets her, he's talking about how, uh, oh, she's, she's complaining how her life has been nothing but breaks and... Groucho says, oh, your brakes, you dirty brakes. Well, we'll clean and adjust your brakes, but you'll have to spend the night in the garage. Because he's mm -hmm. making a joke about her being a car that he can fix. Uh, yeah. Sadly enough, uh, I guess four years after this movie came out, 1935, she was found dead in a garage. Oh. Died of uh, asphyxiated from, you know, the fucking thing when you, like, uh, yeah, carbon monoxide, carbon monoxide shit, and it doesn't. It's kind of inconclusive as to whether or not it was an accident or a suicide. But mm. so I guess that's one of the big trivia things to come out of this movie is like, oh, that's Groucho accidentally predicting her death because she's gonna one be in the, the garage. Is one of the thousands of throw-off lines from this movie. Yeah, predicted her death many, many, many years later. It's like if 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 Groucho had been killed by uh, food poisoning from after eating a fish dinner. Like, everyone would be like, oh, he says he prefers not fish. That means he knew. Like, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the other real bit of trivia was the Marx Brothers were in the middle of planning another film uh, where they get mixed up with the mob that was supposed to... It doesn't sound like it was going to be a direct sequel to this, but, like, another thing where it's like, oh, my God, mobsters. Uh, but the Lindbergh baby kidnapping happened. 
uh, right when they were writing that, and so that scared them off from doing anything else involving the mob, because the mob were the first big initial suspects in that. Uh, mm. I forgot the Lindbergh baby died. I knew the Lindbergh yeah. baby got kidnapped, but anyway, but that's... So they started to work on a different story, and that wound up becoming Horse Feathers, which was their next film. <laughs> So, yeah. The Lindbergh baby didn't die. turned into Grandpa Simpson. Wow, wow, goo. I want my fly fly. <laughs> Does he actually say fly fly? Yeah. That's terrible. Actually, it wouldn't be that bad or, if I didn't know that the Lindbergh baby died. But, what's that? A little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> oh, we should do... We gotta do an episode about a Simpsons episode someday. Uh, we have. We have. Oh, we did that fucking about a good episode. I mean, that was a good episode, oh. too, but you know what I mean. The one, uh, an episode people have actually watched. Your internet in Portent just go on Talking Simpson. <sighs> man, there's no way in hell. You see how often I can <laughs> trick those guys from Player One Podcast to let me co- Well, yeah, I don't even know if you listen to that podcast. Uh, I listen when you're on. Man, God. You know what? Those guys do, those Talking Simpsons guys do have a Patreon that I could probably abuse. And get on like, like I could give them a hundred dollars and force them to talk about like the stupidest episode possible. Oh my god! And have me on it. But anyway, mm-hmm. but yeah, that is hey. 1931's Monkey Business, starring the Marx Brothers. The Marx Brothers. It made me laugh. That was yeah, pretty good. It made me laugh. Yeah. It made me chuckle. Not their best, but Still. at least it was funnier than a lot of the shit we've watched lately. <sighs> yeah, there's definitely worse ways to spend an hour and 17 minutes, and yeah, not yeah. yeah well. Nah, What's the worst thing we've seen recently? Um, recently... I mean, Caddyshack wasn't great. Wizard of Oz was pretty friggin' bad. Yeah, actually, that may be, yeah, actually, yeah. Oz, Oz, well, the Oz is great and powerful, specifically, is what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, You were complaining last week, when are we gonna do a good movie? That's good. Because you didn't like Caddyshack much. Yeah, we need to do a good movie. Which brings me up to, like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I have some ideas. We talked a little bit that, about, about that before the show, but I'm not quite sure specifically what I'm going to be doing next. Yeah, it's fine. But it's, it's it's a long weekend. There's a lot of stuff going exactly. on. Exactly. No if people have ideas, feel free to always send us some ideas. I feel bad because I think people have and we never took them up on it. But We've taken up some. Oh, yeah, maybe once or twice. Yeah. yeah. But hey, yeah, it's, this day. is we we record pretty live. So when you're listening to this, assuming you're listening to this like the last week of August 2018, uh, we're probably sit- still sitting there somewhere in the world, going, I don't know what should we should talk about next. So yeah. Oh, absolutely. Send us ideas if you have any, and if you're listening to this in a relatively timely fashion. But yeah, I don't, man. I want to keep on doing light and fluffy stuff, but we've done so many comedies recently. If if, if even just because of my summer comedy experiment, which was kind of a I don't want to say a failure, but it was definitely mixed results. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not in the mood to do anything too apocalyptic or anything right now. No. You never want to watch yeah, anything well. that's more than 90 minutes long. <laughs> uh, which that kind of, like, yeah, it's terrible. The dramatic stuff I want to do is, like, three hours long, but, you know. I want to do some three-hour long. I want to do Mad, 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 Mad. Yeah, I still, I bought that on iTunes just, just to have it someday, and we'll talk about it, but, yeah. yeah. Someday. Well, if we got stuff, we'll be back next week with something interesting, though. Yeah, we'll be back eventually. Something. Until next time, we hope that you watch the Marx Brothers and enjoy it as much as we do. Or TardyPodcast.com, TardyPodcast. Oh, yeah, that stuff. I usually do that. TardyPodcast on Twitter. On Facebook. TardyPodcast and other things. Mudrin on Twitter. To Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Share us around. Tell people about us. Get us out there. Come on, guys. Please, we don't ask for much. 
Come on, we're homos. We're living in in <laughs> barrels. We gotta know you gotta help us out a little bit. I know depression's like on. Basically, but... living in Kippard herring barrels. Bill spent all of his money on a Lego Millennium Falcons. <laughs> yeah, I can't complain for... about not having money. <laughs> and toys that he doesn't on for series he doesn't even care about. This is true. I just bought myself a new My Little Pony just because I thought it looked he cool. Just... He just bought a Thanos, and I don't, I don't think he cares about that's Thanos. That's a pretty cool action figure. It's cool because the <laughs> gems are like little gem things. Like the way they catch the light looks super cool. Mm -hmm. Also, I got a thing for anyhow. Grimace. Oh yeah, yeah. So anyhow, that's that. Okay. We got nothing else. You got, you got anything? Nope, else? that's it. I got nothing for uh, for after right. spending so much time talking about a witty comedy. I got nothing witty to say about it. If only us like fake smoking cigarettes where it was a, a thing that you could see on the radio but no i'm bending over and i'm groucho that's my groucho barks impression that's terrible <laughs> talking that like chief wiggum how do you yeah. do groucho without huh? it turning into chief wiggum ah uh, see well, you're just gonna well no he doesn't say c yeah you're just gonna get them on the cadence of the voice and the speed that's your next. I mean, I don't do. I don't do good Groucho. You well, I don't think you've ever really but put you it gotta in the get practice. But that's you, not a bad start. You gotta get fast. Yeah. You gotta get a, You gotta get the, the the pacing right. Actually, it's not talking about. It's it's not so much Chief Wiggum. It's Rabbi Krasovsky a little more. Yeah, that's mm. the kind of well, the kind of the I, man. I don't know if this sounds racist, but the Jewy cadence, quote yeah. unquote. But you know what I mean, like the hey, a little bit, like get a little bit of that. Shut up. Okay. Hockey Anyhow, games. we are done now. Okay. We're all done. You you guys out there keep filling your holes in pop culture. We'll see you next time. Hopefully, you better be back. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Take care, guys.